one of the best Batman stories gets a two-part movie treatment. Today I'm talking about The Long Halloween. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about The Long Halloween, which is one of the most recent DC animation adaptations, and they just put both parts on HBO Max if you're curious and would like to watch, and I thought this was a very good and faithful adaptation while still doing its own thing. So without further ado, let's get started. Of all of DC's heroes, Batman has had the most successful and prolific animation output. We've got two full Batman series, both Justice League series, and a boatload of Batman-centered animated movies. Which makes sense. Not only is Batman DC's most famous hero, but he also has the most famous and infamous comics to adapt, including Year One, The Dark Knight Returns, and complete misfires like The Killing Joke, and a now-beloved year-long mystery run, The Long Halloween. Still early into his heroic tenure, Batman has teamed up with Jim Gordon and Harvey Dent to take down the crime boss Carmine Falcone. But when an assassin begins killing Falcone's men and family on the holidays, the vigilante will have to learn a new set of skills to find the killer. So listing this as a single movie is a bit misleading because it was actually released as two parts. At the same time, I can't imagine anyone watching only one part of this because they're linked and picking up in part two will be very confusing to say the least. As such, this is a review of both films since everything both in terms of style, story, and voice cast are all the same. And I really liked it. And here's the stuff that stands out. First, we have a different art style. DC Animation has leaned pretty heavily on a minimalist but effective art style through much of its run. I imagine it makes everything easier to draw when there's less detail work. But they pulled out the stops for this one in an attempt to recreate the graphic novel of the same name. And it fits the material quite well. It's hard to describe, but in broad strokes, there's more detail in each character and object's outline that makes it look and feel like a pulp serial or like an offshoot from a film noir. And it's always fun to see new takes on that. We also have Batman becoming Batman. I don't remember this being as big in the comic run, but a big focus here is how this case forces Batman to become a detective. And I think that's something that can get lost in all of the gadgets and martial arts. In fact, it feels like a commentary on that fanatic focus. For all the talk about Batman being the master of plans, that hasn't been well represented in recent memory. So here's a great opportunity to highlight why that detective work is so important and offers a how-did-this-came-to-be option. We also have an expanded role for Catwoman. Another thing this movie beefs up is in Catwoman and Selina Kyle's role. In the comic, Catwoman drifts in and out as an intriguing character who may or may not aid Batman, but not much else. Here, she is a part of Bruce's life, both in costume and out. And the film builds to the idea that Batman needs allies, not just to get him out of trouble, but also to provide him hope and emotional stability. It means the film can end on a hopeful uptick with a future for Bruce and Gotham in the same breath, which I really liked. The verdict is, it's faithful and fun. Faithful where it needs to be while still forging its own path, The Long Halloween is another primo DC animation adaptation. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.